Hello everyone and welcome to Opportunities, EU Industry Days podcast, presenting trends and challenges but also different opportunities that the industrial transformation brings for European companies. In this episode, we explore the idea that local and global are not diametrically opposed ideas when it comes to achieving goals that ultimately benefit everyone. Individuals, cities, sectors, industries, markets, well, Europe. Now, we're privileged to be speaking with Leonie Vandenberken, Program Director, Amsterdam Smart City. We are an innovation network um, uh, organizing the cooperation of uh, about 20 partners within the metropolitan region of the Amsterdam. So we're far wider than the city of Amsterdam and connected to uh, innovative people and organization on a worldwide scale by our uh, online platform. Mohamed Redouani, Mayor of Leuven. I'm like a mayor since two years now of this beautiful city of, uh, of Leuven, which is situated in the heart of, uh, of Belgium in the Dutch-speaking part. Leuven is a mid-sized city, a university city, a city of, uh, of knowledge. We have 171 nationalities living here, which is really an enrichment for our community. And uh, I think what makes us strong is that uh, we really try to, on a daily basis, try to connect people so they can collaborate to find new solutions, to look forward and to come up with uh, innovative ideas. Pekka Timanin, Mayor of Lahti in Finland. Lahti used to be an industrial town, but now has transformed in the kind of environmental, modern environmental city. And this transformation is, of course, our big story. As well as Sebastian Viano, representing the French city of Nice. My name is Sebastian Viano. I'm the Director of European Affairs, Euro-Mediterranean Relations and External Funding for the Metropole Nice-Côte d'Azur and the city of Nice. Uh, and previously, I was working uh, during 10 years in European institutions in Brussels, in the European Commission and also in the European Parliament. Thank you very much. Well, over 70% of Europeans live in cities, towns, or suburbs, and nearly two-thirds of them have basic or more advanced digital skills. These are important statistics because it's in these urban centres that the digital and green transition gains critical momentum. Green digital cities show the way forward and foster innovation and smart solutions that benefit those who live there, but also others as the novel ideas and technology are exported nationally, regionally and globally. First things first, Leonie, what do you think the essence of a 21st century city is? I think it's about connectivity and trying to improve our lives even more. Like cities have been uh, for, 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 for decades now uh, a place for people to go to improve your lives, have more connections, uh, proximity to uh, other people or uh, restaurants, bars, uh, work. Uh, and, and for a 21st century uh, city, I believe this is still the case, but the real challenge for a 21st century uh, city is by accommodating all these people, uh, we need to rethink the way we use our uh, space and, and the way we can use, for example, digital innovations to have a better use of this space so we can keep all these people, welcoming all these people so we have diverse and inclusive cities. Uh, but still livable, so with enough green in the city, not too polluted uh, streets, not too crowded streets. So I think there's a challenge. And of course, again, that no city is on itself. Uh, so every city is connected with its 
immediate surroundings and of course connected on a global scale. So I think the, these are the challenges. And Mohammed, what do you think? And um, I think if you're speaking about the challenges of the 21st century and the, and the essence, I think we're faced um, with um, a big a gap, a lack of sense of belonging today. You see it um, across the globe. You see people that feel frustrated, feel disconnected from their neighborhoods, their governments, their communities. And um, this gives way to uh, polarization, extremism, etc. And this is dangerous. So we should, uh, we should tackle this. And I think that uh, at the local level, we are very well placed to create this sense of belonging. Is that something you thought about, Pekka? Today, the challenge is that cities are the key players in, in making the world more sustainable. And finding that path, how we create more sustainable uh, society uh, in Europe and also globally. So cities are now the, the kind of the crucial players and crucial uh, actors in this world on, on how we find this, this sustainable lifestyle, sustainable business, sustainable urban models. So yes, cities are once again key players in changing the world. Sebastian. Oh, for us, it's a safe and smart city because uh, we are a really resilient city as well because we were hit by many crises and also many catastrophes like natural catastrophes in the recent months, but also uh, terror attacks. And uh, all uh, people in Nice are very brave and uh, we, we hope to be a very resilient city and a model city for the rest of Europe. What are some specific uh, examples or measures that you've been taking in this framework? Being a platform is uh, well connecting people, connecting organizations. So for to say um, uh, the city of Amsterdam wants to have uh, um, measurements of crowdedness uh, of, of certain areas. We connect them with other organizations who know how to do so and how to do so in a responsible way. We help, uh, and, and the city of Amsterdam itself is, is a front one really. So they uh, have developed ways of uh, knowing where people are, uh, keeping track of the data, uh, of the amount of people there are, but not who is there. So very privacy friendly. And our uh, role in this is that we again, help the city of Amsterdam to get connected with other cities so this knowledge gets spread. Would you like to add to that, Mohammed? I think many cities are um, really doing great job today in including people and, and making their way forward. Um, but I, I think really I believe that uh, it should be done in a structural way. Otherwise, it will be too low scale. So that is why I believe that um, Today, we need what uh, Mariana Mazzucato uh, names, uh, you know, new moonshots, big dreams, and we should collaborate to make them happen. And we should invest in them as well. So, because today, if you look at uh, Leuven, if you look at our economic agenda, again, we have a common agenda with our knowledge institutions and our entrepreneurs and our citizens. So, we highly focus on high-tech, on 
health and on the creativity and the crossover between these sectors. So we make sure we provide them with space, we provide them with funds, we provide them with guidance, and we provide them with uh, uh, strategic actions. We have designed the roadmap towards 2030 and even towards 2050 with uh, hundreds of scenarios that are being executed today, how to make the city um, sustainable, how to make sure that we create a welfare that benefits for all. What do you think, Pekka? One is very important, of course, not, not only top-down. If mayor says something, uh, some people might listen, some not. But, for example, we have used our local professional sports club to to be the first carbon neutral, world's first carbon neutral ice hockey team. Our symphony orchestra have become the world's first carbon-free symphony orchestra because they can message and they can send a message and they can encourage different target groups and different people to come together and, and share the idea of a more sustainable city. So all in all, uh, normalize it. Make, it, make it feel as this is the path how we create a better city, a better business environment, and that's how it's done. And how about you, Sebastian? We have adopted a, a big action plan for this. It's our climate action plan, uh, which aims to gather all the actors of the territory uh, together towards the same ambition uh, so that means also a lot of investments uh, on digital and also on ecological transition on our territory so especially in the framework of the recovery plan today so we are actually uh, committed to uh, strengthening also the economic sector thanks to public procurement that we are launching to transform the territory. Okay. Um, are these measures also something uh, that you've uh, documented in your Intelligent Cities Challenge? Exactly. Uh, for, for us, it's very important to be part of this uh, huge initiative. We were part also of the previous initiative, the Digital City Challenge, and we have been asked by the European Commission to, to apply again as a mentor city. So it's a big recognition for us. Uh, but we are on a journey, you know, to transform our territory. Uh, we are actually uh, continuing efforts and uh, the new crisis we are actually facing are actually asking us to to define uh, new tools, new strategies, uh, uh, new investment plans. But uh, it's true that it's very important to be part of this uh, in international and European uh, city challenge because we want also to share good experiences with our counterparts uh, across Europe. We have to learn a lot from the others and also to, to teach others about uh, our good tips and uh, good success stories. But uh, we really like being involved in this, uh, in this initiative. Does the expression, never let a good crisis go to waste, resonate in your city? Yeah, what we're seeing now in the Netherlands is that uh, lots of people working from home, uh, but still we have back uh, on the streets like 90% of the traffic, uh, uh, but at far, far, far less uh, traffic jams. So what has happened now due to COVID is that people are uh, taken to the streets uh, very different from the first wave, but in the second wave, people are t taken to the streets again using their car, but not simultaneously anymore. Uh, so this is what we're trying to capture and, 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 to, and to keep it this way after COVID, whenever that happens. How can we help people uh, to not go uh, to work 
everyone at the same time, uh, be it eight o'clock in the morning. So how can we make a better use of time and mobility uh, also post-COVID? What we now have seen by tracking people, knowing where it's busy and publishing this on the internet will be helpful after COVID uh, to, to, to have people to make an informed decision how to move, where to go and, and how to move safely. Uh, and, and these were data which were not, we were not be able to share, to, to gather and to share. But during, uh, due to the COVID restraints, we needed to act and to, we needed to have them. Uh, so this has changed quite a lot and, and, and it is bringing uh, very nice opportunities, opportunities to keep. Mohamed, would you like to add to that? The COVID crisis, um, in fact, uh, again, next uh, to the, the sufferings that came with it, I'm optimistic because it's also showed us how we can do quite some things differently. It showed us the importance of solidarity. It showed us the importance of, you know, um, taking care of each other. It showed us the importance of real social contact. And um, it allowed us as well to implement some of our plans, which in normal times would have caused much more discussion, much more um, debate. But now, I mean, the entire city center is now um, um, uh, primarily designed for cycling and walking. It used to be uh, for uh, cars as well. But this change towards uh, a pedestrian and cycling area in the whole of the city center, it just, we implemented it in a couple of months and it didn't cause a lot of... So this moving towards a more sustainable living, a more healthy living, and investment in uh, the healthcare, in new technologies, and in adoption of those technologies goes faster, much faster than we thought before. And how does that work for you, Pekka? We have been thinking about that a lot in the recent weeks. Um, first of all, of course, it has shown that digital uh, people really can use and, and are, are willing to use all digital possibilities we can offer. I would even say that before the corona, digital services were kind of additional services in many cases. Now they are in the center. They are the, the, the kind of the first option that we have everything, all the services provided digitally. And we also, this is the, this is the, 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 the direction we are moving moving right now but secondly also the 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 during the covid pandemic people have uh, in in lahti area we have a very beautiful nature around us so they have used the nature inside and outside the city to walk around now right now skiing we have a lot of snow today uh, very happy about that uh, but uh, but kind of the people understanding how important it is to have a an environment where where you can which is uh, which is clean functional and safe so it's really changed the mindset then i think so i think so and and and, and it's 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 somehow easier to have this discussion and dialogue right now than it was before the pandemic and that's something that somebody some people need to uh, have some research on later but this is how i feel so um, is there something specific or a piece of advice that you would offer cities in becoming uh, smarter and greener? 
Yeah, um, well, for us, what's very important, I would really much um, advise anyone, whenever you look at a greening, smarting, and into digital virtual solutions, be aware that everything we do, uh, being smart or virtual, has this uh, physical connotation as well. So everything still happens on the street physically. So there needs to be a symbiose, and it always needs to be adoptable, understandable, affordable for people. Uh, and of course, it can be a stretch so that not everyone understands it immediately, but we need to have uh, people in mind uh, so they can keep up. Uh, and, and, and I think when we do so, and keeping this physical world in mind and people in mind, then we can really have an ethical, very useful way of digitalization. Is that something you've thought about, Mohammed? Yeah, thank you for that question. I really love in a city that is eagerly looking forward to collaborate with other cities around the globe, to share, to learn with them, but also to, to show what we have and to scale up what we have. And our, you know, our experience is that we should be um, optimistic. I think really that after the COVID crisis, new opportunities will come. So that this week, uh, the cover of The Economist saying the roaring 20s might come, which means we will invest in new innovations that will make our lives better. We will have a more just economy where we also take care of those that live in the margins, but at the same time create enough opportunities for those who want to create new businesses and to be successful in their entrepreneurship. That's one thing. And secondly, um, I really urge um, all leaders, being it in governments, in businesses, in, in civil society, to be empathetic and to make sure that they invest in their communities and make sure that we create enough platforms and decision-making uh, possibilities that include everyone. So, and this will make sure that uh, tomorrow will be better than today, especially in our cities. Anything to add, Pekka? First of all, if you are not sustainable, you are not smart. <laughs> It's impossible to have a smart city that is not sustainable. I think this is uh, this is the smart city discussion must take this uh, this view has to be taken into account. But this is how it is. If you are if you are smart, you are sustainable. If you are not sustainable, you cannot be smart. So they are linked together. But my message is quite clear. Quite clear. Start now. Move forward. The sooner you start moving, the faster you get there. And, and instead of uh, having an endless dialogues and discussions, start with actions. This is how we did for, and we have done this over 25 years now. Our climate program is already 12 years old when we started to so have very ambitious goals. So start now, that's the way how you get there faster. And that's how also how you can get better results. So actions matter. And my second I, kind of a key message is that this push towards more greener and more digital city, make it normal. Make it as a normal action how you develop your city and your community. Uh, it's mainstream, nothing, not something extraordinary. So, 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 
it's kind of an overall approach, very holistic approach on your city development, not something special that you add on on certain parts of your city development, but make it as a as a normal way of developing your city better for everyone. What do you think, Sebastian? Oh, I think it's a, a real commitment. I think it's a vision, it's a faith also in uh, in ecology, in innovation. Uh, I think Nice could be a model for that. Uh, we were finalists in uh, many European prizes, for instance, the iCapital Awards, the Smart Tourism Awards. So I think it's a question also of uh, state of mind and also uh, the need to to share things and also to to take time also to, to exchange with counterparts in Europe and uh, try to to commit ourselves in a, in a global transformation altogether. Thank you for your insights and contributions to this important subject, which will no doubt give our listeners serious food for thought. Well, thank you so much for having me, uh, and it was a delight. Thank you. Thank you, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Opportunities Podcast. Be sure to check out more in the series, and feel free to like, share, and share how much you care about each topic. This podcast series is an initiative of the European Commission and is part of the EU Industry Days 2021, Europe's flagship annual event on industry, taking place from the 23rd to the 26th of February 2021. For more information on the EU Industry Days 2021, visit the website euindustrydays.eu. This podcast was produced by VO with the financial support of the European Union. Its contents do not necessarily reflect the views of the EU.